Hey folks, this is Jimmy, uh, and I'm joined with Jared today from Jared King TV. Hey folks. And welcome to Spooky Appalachia. If you can't tell, um, I'm recovering from a pretty bad uh, sinus infection, so Jared's going to do the reading today. I mean, I couldn't think of a better storyteller to kind of take my place. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. All right, for today's story, my friend and author Dewey Edwards sent in one of his personal um, stories from a uh, from his childhood. It's a really great story, and I think you'll love it. And uh, Jared, if you'll take us away for this story, absolutely. I will go on mute so you guys don't hear me coughing. <laughs> in early 1971. I had a close friend who we all called Bubba. Bubba wasn't his real name, but all of his family and friends called him that. And Bubba was a special friend, you see. Bubba had muscular dystrophy and had been confined to a wheelchair for many years. Sadly, I first met Bubba during the last year of his life. Although I had gone to school with his sister since the first grade. Bubba and his family was big into Citizens Band radios and had been for many years. In fact, my very first conversation with Bubba was over a cheap old walkie-talkie that we had rigged up with an oversized antenna. Walkie-talkies weren't supposed to talk that far, which was about three miles. But I guess fate played a hand in Bubba and I talking that day. I don't have any other explanation. Anyway, after a initial contact, Bubba and I became close friends. I went to see him several times a week and was always amazed at his cheery disposition, despite his physical handicaps. His radio knobs had been replaced with T-handles so his gnarly little fingers could manipulate them as he switched through the frequencies while he seated in his wheelchair. Bubba was an inspiration to all who knew him and had friends all over the world. A few months into our friendship, Bubba was hospitalized with bronchial pneumonia which was very dangerous for his physical condition. His prognosis was not good, and Bubba got worse with each passing day. One night at work, I got the dreaded phone call telling me Bubba was about to pass. And if I wanted to see him alive, I had better get to the hospital quickly. I made it in time, and Bubba drew his last breath while I stood by his side, holding his hand. A couple of days later, he was laid to rest in Memorial Gardens in Springfield. Bubba's parents asked my dad if we had anywhere they could store Bubba's wheelchair, as it held too many painful memories for them to even look at, sitting empty at his radio desk. Daddy picked it up, and brought it to our house, storing it in the unused bedroom upstairs, which was addressed by a stairway behind the door in my bedroom. 
we thought nothing more about it until that night I went to bed as usual and by the time I got settled in good the door to my bedroom flew open and a cold breeze filled the room at this point I just thought the wind was to blame as I started to get up and close the door something sat down on my side of the bed Thinking it was my brother walking in his sleep, I took my foot and attempted to boot him off the bed. But to my surprise, there was nothing there. I looked at the side of the bed and saw an impression of someone sitting there. But there was no one there that I could see. I attempted to scream, but I was too terrified to make a sound. I hid my head under the covers unable to move finally after what seemed like an eternity which in reality was probably only a matter of minutes whoever or whatever it was got up from my bed i could hear the floorboards creaking as it made its way across the floor towards my brother's bed where it again sat down I managed to force my eyes open and I could see the same impression on the side of his bed. His head was also under the covers. I do not know exactly how long it sat there, but a short time later it moved from the bed and made its way toward the stairway door, knocking down the ladder to the top bunk bed where my youngest brother lay sleeping. What happened next was the most terrifying. Whatever this entity was, it evidently wanted to get upstairs in the worst way. It scratched on the door to the stairway for several minutes while I lay frozen, terrified in my bed, unable to move. The noise awoke my youngest brother, and he began crying. After that, my brother and I found our voices and we joined in. Daddy came running into the room, and we told him what had happened. We slept in their room for the remainder of the night. Next door to us lived an old man named Johnny Fort. We kids called him Uncle Johnny, as was the common practice at that time. Every morning he was up before daybreak and feeding his livestock. As Daddy went out to the car, to go to work that morning, he saw Uncle Johnny at the barn. And during the conversation, the subject of the previous night come up. Daddy told him what we had witnessed, expecting him to laugh at such a tall tale. Instead, Uncle Johnny was dead serious as he told Daddy what we needed to do. He said, That boy's spirit is attached to that wheelchair and is trying to get back to it. What you need to do is leave that door open so his spirit can get back to that wheelchair. Trust me, if you don't, that boy's ghost will haunt you from now on. We decided to do what Uncle Johnny said, and that night, we propped the stairway door open. All was quiet, and nothing happened. 
until we went to bed. About that time, I thought nothing was going to happen. The bedroom door abruptly opened and the temperature in the room dropped. And it dropped dramatically. As whatever it was came into the room, again, I was terrified. This time, though, it didn't sit on my bed. I could hear it and sense it as it stood by the side of my bed, as if telling me goodbye. After a moment, I heard it cross the floor and make its way to my brother's bed, where it again stood for a short while. As it moved toward the stairway door, it brushed against the bed, bunk bed ladder, and moved it. Only this time it didn't fall. The floorboards creaked and popped as it made its way to the stairway. As it climbed the stairs, each stair step creaked and moaned as the entity slowly made its way up the stairs. Then into the back of the room where the wheelchair was waiting. If this was the spirit of Bubba, evidently it found what it was looking for. For we never experienced anything further. At least not for several years anyway. A couple of years later, my parents moved and took the wheelchair with them, storing it in an old building by the house. One day, my brother Timmy and Nathan and my nephew got the wheelchair out and took turns pushing each other around the yard in it. That night, both of them had the same exact nightmare about something chasing them in the wheelchair. A few years later, my parents moved to Oakland Road and again took the wheelchair with them, placing it in a small storage building behind the house. It was forgotten about until one day, Gary, one of the neighbor's kids, found it and dragged it out. Evidently forgetting about what happened earlier, Timmy and Gary pushed each other around in it and even got it out on the highway and rode it down the hill in front of the house. Again, both of them had frightening nightmares that night. And afterwards, neither of them would go anywhere near that wheelchair, claiming it was haunted. The last time I saw it, was folded up in the back of an old building. After my father passed away, my mother sold the house and moved to town. But this time the wheelchair did not go. I'm not sure exactly where it is now, and I really don't care to find out. Wow, that was a great story, wasn't it? That was, man. That was one of them that's It's kind of a kind of a rare gem you know you get one of those it's it's kind of spooky but at the same time you know it's kind of kind of touches your heart yeah that's that's definitely one of those rare gems right there i really enjoyed that one mm -hmm. well if you enjoyed this story <clears throat> make sure to look up dewey edwards on amazon he's got several amazing books um He's, he's done some about personal experiences like and the and the uh, hmm, I can't think of it. the bell witch. He's done oh, a wow. lot of research into the bell witch. Dang. So, 
He's definitely got some interesting ones. Let's see if I can uh, read the rest. Of the, all right. So remember, if you've had a paranormal encounter, you can send it in to uh, us using our Google form. Or you can email it to SpookyAppalachia at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to our Patreons, Adam, Alvin, Charles, Chris, Danielle, Donald, Jeff, Jordan, Joan, Johnny. She says it's Johnny. Pronounce it Johnny. I ah. see I didn't list that in the list of Patreons, so I need to go figure out what's going on there. But then there's Linda, Taylor, and our content creator Patreons, our very own Jared King TV. Go check him out. And thanks big so thanks much. for hopping in and doing this. There's no way I could have read all this today. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's always an honor to be here, man. Help out. And then there's Scott, who's an author. I've got a link to his link tree. And Werewolf Radar Podcast. They're a paranormal, um, <clears throat> paranormal pot comedy podcast. Good gosh, I'm losing my voice. And yeah, um... If you like this story, be sure to share it out, subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff. Help us grow. Absolutely, folks. And be sure to smash that like button and let yeah. us know what you thought of this story. Definitely. And uh, we're getting real close on those view time hours. So keep running that playlist, guys. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Absolutely. God bless and have a good one. Good night, folks.